want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hey, welcome to Constellation Truth. You got Paul here, and we got Johnny. He's over out in the out, out, out fighting the good fight in the trenches in a faraway place. Say hi there, Johnny. Hey, Paul. It's uh, pretty hot over here, uh, but just to let you know that I'm digging into this dreamland right now, and uh, I can't really talk about it. Like, can't really give any information yet. I have nothing to give. As soon as I find out about this, more about this dreamland over here. Let you know, Paul. All right. Well, you know, Tom, I heard you, you got something. You got a pretty interesting topic to talk about. What? 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 what that? Uh, well, you know, you're not gonna believe it, Dan. Uh, Dan. Not. You're not gonna believe it. Uh, you haven't heard this probably in a while. So, I don't know if you remember in the 1900s, where psychic mediums uh, will sometimes. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Expel now, pretty much project uh, ectoplasma. Ectoplasma. Yeah, ectoplasma. When was the last time you heard about that? You know, believe it or not, I've only ever seen it in like uh, sci-fi shows. I never actually heard anybody talk about it seriously. Yeah, I actually think the last time it was ever on a movie was uh, the haunted haunting of something you know with the movie cover with the kid with the ectoplasm coming out of his mouth no, I remember know what I'm talking about it's a scary movie it kind of sucked the, but I don't know it was a haunting of like a, a house I think I don't want I don't want to butcher it but yeah Shawshank Redemption yeah but anyway uh, this uh, also Ghostbusters I think you have you got slimed you know mm-hmm I do remember that. I think Danny Phantom might have had something similar. Oh, yeah, Danny Phantom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, ectoplasma. It was a big thing in the 1900s and 1920s. And now we don't really hear much about it. Why is Any that? Any ideas why? Um, my guess would be it's been debunked. That's a very good assumption there, Jim. So... I want to first uh, talk about why people thought it was debunked <laughs> or why it was a fraud. All right, and then I'll start why you maybe should believe it. All right, sounds good to me. So you know, you have you ever seen any like old kind of pictures of uh, psychic mediums like project like projecting uh, any kind of ectoplasm before? No, not me. Do you, do you know what actually? Uh, so before I even go to the frauds, do you know what it even looks like sometimes? Ectoplasm, a uh, green slime. Uh, not green, but it can be uh, very clear, moist. Uh, sometimes it's like a plastic paste. Uh, it's a it's an item in Skyrim. Yep, I know I know exactly what you. Yeah, and it, it's like sometimes it's like vapor, very moist. Well, what what is it? What is it supposed to be exactly? Well, in the Greek words, ethos means outside, plasma uh, means something formed or molded. It's basically spiritual energy that mediums will project while doing seances or any kind of readings. You'll sometimes it'll be either naked or visual to uh, to your eyes, the human eye. 
uh, you'll have to either take it by photo or just feel it by psychic feeling. Interesting. Sometimes, sometimes ectoplasma is formed through the formation of the spirits as well. So, it's it's all kind of interesting to talk about. And you know, it's surprised that it's not really talked about more until this day because the things I found is just like, yeah, it seems pretty kind of eh, probably not believable because it was it was basically used uh, as a gimmick for psychic mediums back in the 1900s for a long time. But before I get to that, let's talk about <laughs> why uh, what the what it was used as ectoplasma. All right. Okay. So in the pictures, uh, you'll see the ectoplasma. It'll come out of the mouth, the hair. Sometimes it'll come in from the table somewhere, uh, and uh, the ears, the nose, you know, any kind of hole, even the vagina. Oh, gosh. And I, I know, I know. Really interesting. And I'll get to that, that one later because that's pretty fun. That's pretty interesting to think talk about I guess yeah. uh, but what they would be used was cheesecloth which I have no clue what cheesecloth is do you oh yeah yeah you can use um, cheesecloth is what you use basically strain the water out of the cheese curdles that you make when you actually make cheese and also you can use it um, when you're making LSD if that's something you do hmm. <laughs> I, I did not know but the uh, Ectoplasma was also like, you know, the person making ectoplasm as a fraud uh, would also use paper, cloth, egg whites. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, Muslim butter? Muslim butter. Uh, Muslim butter. I was like, what? But I would just say, just say butter for now. Butter, right. And also uh, cutouts of pictures and magazines of faces. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, so, you know, the great Harry Houdini, the great magician himself, thought that all these psychic mediums claiming that they can, say, uh, you know, talk to the dead, you know, perform seances, tilt the tables and everything, you know, all that, uh, uh, a showmanship, you know, during a con artist, though. And Harry Houdini saw through this and was like, this is how you did your trick here. You didn't really talk to the dead. This was not really ectoplasma. And he would go around telling uh, actual researchers of the paranormal, just like, guys, stop it. This is not real. Interesting. <clears throat> That's so, I don't know. That's a, so, I, so, I, I do. okay, sorry, guys. Go ahead. Well, uh, it sounds it sounds like it sounds like Harry Houdini w- wouldn't wouldn't have agreed with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. What do you think? Oh, Conan, uh, Conan Doyle. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. The author for uh, Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Apparently, they were close at one point, and then Harry like. Uh, author Conan Doyle came to Harry Houdini and he's like hey this stuff is really real uh, you gotta check out my psychic mediums and Harry Houdini himself is just like no don't believe in that man this like they're your cars and everything the thing is at this time when he uh, author Conan Doyle came to Harry Houdini he uh, the author 
of Sherlock Holmes actually developed a paranormal society. And I don't even know if the listeners here knew that uh, author Conan Doyle, Sir Author Conan Doyle, he was knighted, if you did not recall. Uh, he actually formed or was part of, like, well, not only the Freemasons and resigned twice. And I don't know why, maybe because he thought this is all BS or something, or he didn't find anything spiritual there. Uh, because he was a really good spiritual believer. But anyway, I'm getting off tra- the topic here. Uh, he formed his own group and it had a lot of members. Uh, I won't, I don't want to butcher the number here, but I'm, I know it's like definitely over 200 members at the time. Wow. I don't know if that's... I don't, and these are just, you know, real researchers and psychic mediums and everything. And uh, Harry Dini came into uh, one of his, like, you know, one of his mediums and debunked it right then and there. Interesting. And author Conan Doyle was offended, and he was, and it, Harry Houdini would like go to the mediums and find that this is fake, this is fake, this is fake, and then author Conan Doyle ended up resigning uh, eighty-two, no, resonating to eighty-two people in his members, uh, his group. I really wish I could remember the name of the group right now, but just Google it. The Doyles. The Doyley Boys. The Doyley. Uh, but, it's, but you know, he was a, he's, I was really surprised because uh, the author for Sherlock Holmes, he really got around. He was a firm believer because he really believed in this stuff. And, uh, you know, he really took his work seriously for this. Yeah. So I, I thought it was pretty interesting. No, that is pretty interesting. So, so what, what is your stance on ectoplasm? Oh, what well, was your research showed you? <laughs> uh, if I had to think about it, it's probably not real. Um, you know, you, you think, like nowadays, you don't ever see them, ever hear about it or anything. Yeah, no, you don't. And you don't see the same pictures. or And the theorists are right there, so it's like, well, well, we don't have as much powerful psychic mediums as we did back then. Also, we got but you can all... You can also uh, claim that well, it was during World War, like after World War One, and everything, where a lot of death has occurred, mm-hmm. and maybe the dead was really apparent and very active. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and that could have caused a lot of spiritual energy coming out of the mediums that want that they projected themselves with ectoplasm, maybe. Yeah, but as as much as I believe, I. Oh, as much as I want to believe it, I doubt it's very true. But I don't want the listeners to be just, you know, to turn away just yet because there are some things here that are pretty interesting that I would love to talk about and why, you know, the whole idea of ectoplasma is, you know, should be discredited completely. Well, I'd love to hear it if you've got some more. All right, well, you know, let's see. Uh... I just want I just want to give us some shout outs to uh, some other researchers here. We got Gusta uh, Gusta uh, Geely. He was a French physician and uh, psychist research researcher. Uh, he was a he was a part of a, a director of a psychic institute, I believe, four years. So he he he, he took his work seriously. Sure, sure. And this is this is during the 1990s, uh, 1900s to 1920s time era. Still, okay. Uh, he believed in ectoplasma. He 
described it as a pasty uh, vapor when he witnessed it. Uh, so I should mention that he's been fooled a dozen times about paranormal stuff. Yeah, and well. as a you know a head researcher, that's kind of no, that's bad a little. To have. We yeah we uh, some people in the community want to believe so doggone bad. <laughs> oh no, and these guys really do. I, I'm like, and I believe it's because of after World War One actually is because uh, so much death has happened. Uh, they want to talk to the dead so bad. Sure. But you know, good on them for you know trying really hard. You know. Yeah, I think that you know be open to anything and, and just take a look, and if it turns out not to be true, who cares? here is W.J. Crawford. He was an uh, engineer who wrote three books about uh, spirituality and how uh, psychic mediums work. You know, how they do their job. I can't, I can't name you the books, but I'll just, just give you an example. Uh, he worked with a, a medium named Kathleen uh, Gulliher. I'll probably butcher her name, but uh, pretty much what W.J. Crawford described the ectoplasm was it was not visible to the naked eye it could be, but it, was, it could be felt and he also took plenty of pictures of it so uh, he described it as psych- like he uh, worked with Catherine and Catherine was able to levitate the table and through the ectoplasm uh, he believed that the ectoplasm would cause levitation. This is not the only case where they thought ectoplasma was actually a tool to help levitate objects and be part of telekinesis and everything. Interesting. So, anyway, uh, what uh, W.J. Crawford would do is that he would take pictures under the table and he will see these psychic rods, I guess. I don't know. I don't think maybe psychic rods. I think it was more like a puddle. Because what he took a picture of was pretty much of Catherine's vagina. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Younger <laughs> listeners, cover <laughs> your ears. <laughs> and you will pretty much see... Uh, was pretty much... I, 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 people thought it was butter in the pictures. The Muslim butter I was talking about. Yeah, I, I, who doesn't butter a vagina or two now and again? <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that's what happened. And then apparently, Harry Houdini, Harry Houdini, what Dini, Houdini, uh, was really surprised that Crawford was fooled by this. Yeah, because it was obvious, and then it's sad. Well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, that's Frank. You, you said you don't want the listeners to dismiss it yet. It sounds like you're giving me nothing but reasons, but you're nothing but reasons to dismiss it at this point. Well, th- th- this is the next guy I have that's uh, that you should really listen to. I just want to get rid of all uh, those guys first because you should give them shout outs because they did do a lot of research, even though they were fooled. Okay. Next guy I have, and it's actually the last guy I have, uh, but it's TJ Hamilton. 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 I don't know. He was a Canadian. He was a, Cana- a Canadian doctor. Okay. Uh, what happened to him is that he lost a lot of family, 
he lost a twin son during this uh, four, like four-year-old son that died to the Spanish flu. Oh, jeez. And people believe that uh, he really wanted to believe in the dead. Yeah. I will believe that to communicate with the, the dead. Yeah, I think, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, you know I, could, I personally think that this guy was really trying. And I think he took his time and really did the work here because he actually had a controlled environment with the mediums here. What he would do is like, he would actually have the seances only in his house. And he would have the seances, seances on his second floor it would be locked. Uh, he had a hundred, uh, a dozen cameras in there, and he had a table that was used for tilting. A table, uh, sorry, it, it, tilting. I guess uh, I don't know if you remember or recall, but apparently, uh, when they did Ouija boards, uh, some mediums would tilt the table, but it was part of the the show. I mean, not part of the show, but more like part of the experience. It's like you'll see the t- table tilt to direction of the Ouija board and everything. Okay. I don't know how it works. I've never usually seen a table uh, tilting. I feel embarrassed for even saying this on the podcast, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, you know, I've, I've seen, um, I haven't seen, I haven't heard of tilting. I've seen, I saw a Ouija board thing on YouTube where the guy, um, he used a, like a shot glass upside down and the shot glass exploded. Yeah. That's about the coolest Ouija oh, wow. board thing I've seen. Uh, have you ever heard of rapping? Rapping tables? Like, as in, like, R-A-P-P-I-N-G? Rapping? Um, yeah, I mean, in if you're trying to, like, summon Biggie Smalls, or... Uh, no, well, yeah, because this is, like, a seance talking. Okay. You know? Right, right, okay. Seance terms. I never heard of rapping. Well, what, what is it? Rapping, huh? So is that where the ghost speaks in rhymes, or what is it? I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying. Oh, you're uh, just throwing a word out the there. Mediums did rapping, tipping, <laughs> the Ouija boards, telekinesis, and then ectoplasma. Okay, okay. So, and also, you know, visions, of course, and you know, sure, the whole thing, the whole spot. Well, anyway, TJ uh, had a medium. Her name was uh, Pearl Corin. Okay. Uh, she was able to have visions and everything, tele- and then move to telekinesis. She was able to levitate tables and everything. And there's pictures of this of this whole uh, experiment happening. Happening. It was, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's like, oh, imagine a closet, and you put a table in the closet, and the late, uh, she, what the medium would do is put her hands on top of the table. And the table will begin to float. Now, the thing is, though, uh, T.J. Hamilton, I'm, I don't even think that's how you say his last name. I spelled his name all wrong here. Uh, uh, he, he had this controlled environment, you know. He wanted this to be real. He did he did actual experiments within here. And I feel like he had, these were really controlled. And I feel like he really did some work here because he so really she, believed in this. He took dozens of pictures. He, he'd probably be the only one you'll see online right now that you'll see only uh, T.J. Hamilton's pictures of ectoplasma. So she went and levitated the table inside of his, his second floor little room? Yes. Wow. Control room, yes. Have you? I wonder what skeptics and, would say about that. I don't know. I, 
would love to go visit his house. Uh, and I'll, and I, there's some more to hear. Uh, so the ectoplasm was actually, the picture was taken was part of another medium that uh, uh, Pearl Conan invited as, because a medium inviting another medium, sure, why not? So that's what happened. There were two sisters. Um, and it was, I think the sister I'm talking about right now is going to be called, uh, her name is Elizabeth M. Uh, you'll see the one, online you'll see the pictures of her having the ectoplasm coming out of her mouth and everything. Okay. Uh, The ectoplasma I I can describe right now, (coughs) sorry, was a, uh, just imagine a club, a very, like a, you know, a giant spitball almost of a glob. And it might be coming out of her mouth. It will come from her shoulder. Uh, Sometimes you'll see on the wall. But in that glove, you'll see a picture of a person in it. Okay, I, I think I've got an idea of what this is. Uh, this is very similar to um, SSJ three Gotenks Super Ghost Attack. Oh my god! I don't know. Oh my gosh! Well, I think it for the be. listeners, that is a far better description. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gotenks. Yeah, Remember Gotenks, his super ghost, ghost attack? Yeah. Is, that sounds yeah, a lot like attack. what you're describing, where he would spit it out. Yes, that's exactly what it seems like. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, it took me a while to realize what you were saying there. Yeah, exactly like that. Oh, dude. Uh, but, it, but the, uh, the ectoplasma, you know, uh, would be supposed to look like that. And, uh, People, the skeptics will come in and they said it was tissue paper and it was cut in the, in the tissue paper. They had cut out magazines of heads of people and everything. Hmm. And I, and I completely agree. That could totally be toilet, uh, tissue paper, toilet paper, whatever. What a pain. And pictures from, it totally could be that. But the thing is, I really think that, uh, TJ Hamilton was a firm believer he had real control of environment here, and he wanted to make his experiments work. This guy would go actually uh, speak about this, about the psychic world, yeah, and how it all revolves in this, the spiritual realm and everything. Uh, him and actually uh, Dawson for Sherlock Holmes are friends as well. Okay, and he, uh, he came in there and visited and everything. But I'm pretty sure this is a time where he, uh, author. Uh, Sherlock, the author for Sherlock Holmes came to TJ mm. and he came to visit his house and then he was like very impressed and goes back to uh, whatever country he's from uh, uh, Great Britain and uh, and then, then Harry Houdini comes in and probably dismisses that but right up to this like I can't find any evidence of what time that time period that came but I know they were friends and when uh, the author of Sherlock Holmes died I know TJ and his family tried to communicate with him how successful were they I do not know I cannot find a source of that yet I know that there is a source out there it's just it's hard to find and I have to find a document just a biography of TJ but you can look online yourself but it doesn't really matter if it's true or not it really won't help the credibility here. Right. So, uh, and then eventually after 
Sherlock died. Uh, TJ died as well, and his family, their family, tried to communicate with him as well. And I don't know how successful that was, but his name lives on to this day. <laughs> and people think that he was in on this, and he or he was just led on completely by these mediums. Well, I, I, and I like to think. Oh no, go ahead. You go ahead. I, I mean, if he had a controlled environment and she. She would have to come and kind of mani- if, if you're going to make a table levitate. I assume you need some prep work. So if he was con- in control of the whole thing, I, I don't. Unless he were in on it, it, it doesn't seem likely that he. I don't think that uh, he was fooled. Unless, I mean, he would be pretty aware of what's going on inside his own house. If she's saying, "Yeah, give me about two hours to, you know, fuck with your table," and then give me two hours afterwards to take all the shit I put in there out. I, I agree. And then, you know, TJ losing so much family, especially his uh, twin, uh, his his son, his twin son that died to the Spanish flu. You know, I doubt that he would want to screw around with that. I feel like he'll be more motivated to find out. Yeah, I don't think he would fake I feel it. like he was really into it, you know? Yeah, and I, you know, I also, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I guess it, it kind of makes me go, but I like to believe that people... For the for the most part, most people won't dedicate their entire lives to something that they just think is a, a fraudulent load of crap. Unless they're getting, if they're getting super like Giorgio Sukalos, I could believe it if you said that he's a faker. But if they're getting very rich, but if if all you're doing is just you know not you're not that rich, you're just believing you're dedicating your whole life to it. I, I like to believe that people probably are not fakers. They're just um, you know they might be getting fooled. I think there's a lot yeah. of uh, mental cases within the paranormal community. I mean, we I, well, let's not name names. We all know the YouTuber. I'm, you know the YouTuber I'm talking about. Who we? I think he. Just, I think he probably is a big believer, and so do you. But I think he's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So. But, you know, it, but. I know this guy really tried and he really believes in his work. I mean, too bad we can't really see, like talk to him now, or can we? Or can um, we? Well, but you know, I would love to hear from the audience listening, the view, listeners out there. Uh, what are your thoughts about ectoplasm? And what do you think? And if there's any mediums listening, what do you think about ectoplasma? Is this actually real? This has really occurred to this day with mediums. Any experiences? Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, we've never heard from you before, but we'd love to. We'd love to start. <laughs> oh, I. I like to lie and say like, oh, I, I got like five emails. Right. It, from I mean, we we say podcast. We. I wonder if there's a way to check how long people listen because we've. I mean, we we've got a couple hundred listeners every time, but we. Uh, oh yeah. But we, we generally say, you know, contact us partway through, and we never have gotten an email or anything. But we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email if you've got any paranormal experiences. We'd love to not have to research topics and just tell your story. That'd be super duper. <laughs> yes, it would be super duper. So uh, anything else on ectoplasm, or do you want to move on? Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, I would like to, before we... Uh, move on to another topic let's go with our final thoughts about this final thoughts okay so what are your final thoughts there jim i'm too ignorant to the subject to really give anything substantive i think that um you know when 
the the most compelling thing that you presented was that final thought about the controlled environment. The lady was able to make the table levitate. He's got photos of it. Um, mm-hmm. The assumption would be that he faked it, but I don't. I mean, I don't think we have enough evidence of that. And I don't. Here's the thing: is I'm not one of the. I don't have any evidence to think that he faked it um, because there's no real evidence of him faking in the fat past. And for him to be fooled in that particular situation would be pretty difficult for her to do. And so if he's got yeah. photographic and video evidence of it, I think that that's, I, I tend to, you know, I, I, I want to believe things so badly that if I see photo and video evidence, and if I don't find them, if it's not in the top of Google, people debunking it, then I generally assume that there's something to it. So, yeah, no, you're you're your own Fox Mulder. You want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you? Got? My thoughts of it is uh, pretty much the same as yours, but after reading everything, all the like the sources and everything, I I think what Harry Houdini did was. Marvelous, and actually, without Harry Houdini, we'll have to this day just a bunch of con artists, con artists uh, with ectoplasm, everything, and probably ruin our lives or whole society with that. Uh, oh God, terrible! Yeah. Do the thing Harry Houdini did that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just. But overall, I think since we don't hear about ectoplasm until this day, we don't hear any videos of it, see any videos, we don't see any pictures of it, and if they were pictures, they could be discredited as Photoshop, which is horrible now, because now we can Photoshop anything. Yeah. Or CGI, anything, actually. But I think... Uh, all right, my belief of it existing... Is like five percent, <laughs> maybe lower. Okay, ninety-five percent. I believe it's not real. Okay, so, but I will not. I will leave that book kind of uncovered, and maybe pick up another day when I see some more compelling evidence. We don't close so. any doors over here at Constellation Truth. We leave them all cracked. <laughs> oh, we do. <laughs> we need to get a medium. Yes, obviously, because yeah, we the medium will be more experienced in this area. You know, I did lie. I lied. We we, we haven't never been contacted by um, by subscribers. We've we had um, that one. The there was a one female medium, and she we lost contact with her. We should we never invited her on the show, but we ought to. That was several months ago, though. I don't know where she's at. Oh, yeah, I remember talking about that was a loss. Dang yeah, it. she did reach out to us, but you know, hey. But that'd be good because I think that if you're ready to move on. No, yeah. I'm ready to move on now. I think that, so just for the listeners, I think that it's, we're, the next topic is going to be astral projection. Um, in general, I think that we're leaning, we go through a little bit of phases here. We started this channel really to talk about aliens. And a lot of the alien That's stuff is either covered by Secure Team 10 or, you should go check them out, by the way, at Secure Team um, is it at Secure Team 10 on Twitter? Just look for it, Secure Team 10. The guy, the guy he, he's on top of everything UFO. And it's either covered by him or there's not much going on. And so we, we've done a few alien things. And then we got into Pizzagate. That's what really gave us our big boom. Um, and uh, we kind of got out of the Pizzagate community because, not because we don't believe in Pizzagate. We do. I think that you would agree with that, Bill. Yeah. Oh, completely. It's still like going on to this day, and John Podesta is not in jail. Yeah. So yes. 
but I think the community has gotten rather toxic. I think that they've been targeting individuals. Uh, I think that there's this desire to 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 watch people sort of burn, even if you subconsciously know that it's not likely they're even involved in this. Like, if you want to say John Podesta and people around him, okay, but if you're going to start targeting random people who have the last name Podesta and say, look at this, is it a coincidence? I think that when they start targeting the family members of individuals they're not even sure are related to Podesta or Clinton or whoever, that's when it got really ugly. So we kind of steering away from PCA because I don't want to fuel that fire anymore. So now the phase we're going through. Actually, before we move on again, sure, sure. Uh, can I give you a PCA uh, update? PCA update, yes, from from you know Krell Krillin. Yeah, because you know I'm over here. And I'm hearing a lot of things, and uh, what I recently discovered is if you don't remember uh, Chester from Lincoln Park, just recently passed away through suicide. Yes, and I think I know where you're going. Please, please, please tell. Well, you know, apparently uh, Chester overheard from a uh, his friend that apparently when he died, uh, I really wish I remember his name. But anyway, he got his whole information about a black book, about all the elite pedophiles out there. And uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it's hard to believe all this because it's just Paul Walker and Illuminati. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, apparently Chester... I uh, got a hold of the black book, and he was annihilated, and, and when I mean annihilated, assassinated by the piece of the gates, undercover people. So, I uh, it was also during Saint. Uh, he died during Saint Panic's Week or Satan's Week, apparently, and apparently it was all part a sacrifice, celebrity sacrifice. I was like, what? And it's all part of a bigger scheme. <laughs> As far as uh, political assassinations go, I mean, I think that there's been another, like, since our last update with Pizzagate, there's been like two or three more people who intended to testify against Hillary Clinton. Not not about Pizzagate, but intended to testify against Hillary Clinton. And they have, uh, you know, been kaput uh, out of nowhere. Kaput. Kaput. Um, and so I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's tied to Pizzagate. I don't know what it's tied to. I don't know if this is all tied to some occult pedophile ring. I don't know what to believe because I, I'm almost tending to believe that uh, the American government is so crappy and inefficient at things that I don't know who would possibly be involved in this in a deep state that could do anything. I mean, you could say, well, the FBI, CIA, those guys are deep state, but I mean, Comey's been ousted. So I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky, uh, tricky, tricky dick. Anyway. Yeah, but you know, apparently the UK actually recently uh, uncovered and stopped twenty-one sex rings, child sex rings. So, hmm. at least we're fighting the war, fighting the good yeah. fight, fighting a good fight. <laughs> but we're getting stuck back into Pizzagate already. We just got through talking about how we're out of Pizzagate. We're back in. That's the last thing I had to talk about, though. I try so to get out. Good. They keep pulling Let's me back on. in. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so so now we're kind of going down the uh, spiritual path. I think that's kind of where, mostly because a lot of it is because we can't do any, uh, we can't do our alien research and all that fun stuff that we would do when he was here because he is over there fighting the good fight. Uh, wish wish Jim well. He's doing doing God's work over there with. Uh, oh, don't worry, don't worry, Tom. Tom. I'm, like, I'm totally doing. Uh, Looking for aliens over here. I've, I've not recovered. I will not say I 
found or not found any alien bones over here or possibly alien ship over here. But I will say that is exciting work over here, and I can't wait to come back and show you. <laughs> you it's funny. Uh, the viewers can't see, but you're, he's wearing one of those crazy head scarfs that I guess was issued to him. And then one of those cool, uh, what are those, what are those hats called? Like the, what are those fucking hats? Oh, called? the boonie hats. Boonie hat. Yeah. One of them boonie hat. You look, you look pretty damn cool, man. Um, <laughs> all right. So astral projection. Now, astral projection is really, really a cool topic. And I, I think that it, it's pretty good because it's not going to be, I mean, it's not like I've got a lot of information on it that you don't have, but I, we, we can talk about our experience. We can talk about our goals. Um, astral projection. Yeah, but first of all, let's just talk about what is it. You know, I think that the, the, a lot of the listeners probably know if you're into the paranormal, but you know, some of you might not. So astral projection is essentially the idea of being if – if you assume that you are a spiritual being in a physical body or even if you, if you replace the word spirit with consciousness, uh, same thing. Yep. It's your consciousness or your spirit leaving your body um, and going exploring the spiritual or the astral plane. So it depends on if you believe that there's just a spiritual plane, that's what you're talking about. If you believe that there's like seven or more, seven, some people believe there's 13 layers to consciousness and astral is one of them. I don't know what you believe, but either way, you're going into the astral plane. You're having an out-of-body experience is another term for it. And you can zip around and go remote view and look at look at stuff, um, but you know it's not just um, it's it's not just the spirit. Like if you're Danny Phantom, right? And you that's kind of what he did in, in a way. He didn't leave his mortal body behind. You know what it is? It's more like a, it's more like what um, did you watch Bleach? I never watched Bleach, actually. Damn it. Well, it's basically what Bleach did, or Ichigo did. Ichigo, he would exit his body. He'd be in the human world, but he'd be in the spiritual part of it, and he'd be able to walk around. So it is that, but there's also this entire astral area to it. And so um, the idea that a lot of people have is that you can manipulate the astral plane uh, through your own thoughts. And so you can have... Like I've actually heard this is something that I have I don't I don't think I've even told you about. Um, but there's communities that they they're spiritual communities and basically they they create they meditate together a lot and they try and astral project a lot. And after a good deal of time of doing that, they get used to each other and they um they start building a shared a shared space. So this particular one, they started building um like a fortress, a fortress in the astral plane. So that you, you, you will things into being and they exist. And But if you stop thinking about it, right, it'll generally cease to be. But if enough people are always thinking about it, this sort of thing is going to stay. So that, that, a lot of people think that's how like deities work, like God, you know, you think about it and therefore it exists and things like that. And I've even heard, um, not, not referring to the Abrahamic God, but I've heard Christian people who say that we can create alternate gods but the only true God is the Abrahamic God is what they would say. But you can create other gods through your mind. And so that's what these people think. So I've heard a situation where they created a shared space and people would add things to it. So everybody's job is to continuously build this place within their little community, the cult. Um, and what, what they'd find is because they have a very strong idea of what it's supposed to look like. And this, to me, this... Le- 
I don't know. It, they could all be lying. But if they're not lying, well, it lends credence to the validity of this stuff because what would happen is somebody would update it. Somebody would, let's say they added a painting to the wall. The other person would then go in there and be able to see, oh, look, you added a painting to the wall. And they would report back to them, hey, I saw that you added a painting to the wall. So they would be able to see changes they were not previously aware of as they were added. And so that lends credence to the idea that this is a real uh, experience, a legitimate one. And that kind of segues into, I mean, well, what do you think of that, I guess? Uh, for like the whole spiritual, like a, multi, like a bunch of people adding yeah, yeah. things to a palace kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, yeah, I would say it's possible. Uh, I'm not sure how much I believe in, uh, you know, having multiple people like I, I, I don't understand how communication works in the astral plane with other people. I don't know how. Like, if I leave a coke can on a table in astral plane, mm-hmm. will another astral plane, like another person in astral plane, come in to that table and see that coke can? It, I don't know. So the idea is, yes. If well, yeah, I actually don't know. How, I think it's more if you guys are tuned to the same place and they all know how to get to this particular place in their conscious. Mm-hmm. So they agree to the terms beforehand. They build the foundation together, and then from that point on, as long as you're tuning into the same thing, um, you will. It'll you'll be able to see the changes. So if you leave a coke can on a bench, I mean that yeah. might. I don't know how that would work because I. It, I mean you know my experience, right, where I say yeah. that there's different dimensions and things like that. That was kind of my understanding for, well, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if the astral plane is different dimension. I don't know what, but my understanding was that there was different levels of consciousness. And then each one of those had a whole bunch of side by side spiritual dimensions. And so that you would get to based on what spiritual frequency you tuned, tuned into. Um, that was kind of my general understanding. I don't know what I believe, but that was my general understanding of the way new age believes work. And so I don't know if that's what these folks believe. I don't know if most people believe there's just one astral plane, there's one dimension and that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's a toss up. You tell me. Uh, so I actually, I like, I like the idea of, you know, you tuning in into like you said the build rules and this is what you're tuning into it's like i would like to uh, think of it as like a server an astral plane server you know it's like uh you have a bunch of builders and like you know this is how many people you're gonna have in here this is how many like what we could be building it's it makes sense to me yeah it's like you joining a, a video game like you know this is what's gonna happen this is how it's played right um, right right but you know it's it's still experimental here. Yeah, I, 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 I still love the idea of astral projection. You know, you'll see, hear about people's experiences about this stuff. It's nuts. And, you know, everyone's a part of it, and everyone's having a different experience. And it just makes you think, like, well, why is it always different? And I think it's like what you what you, like like your experience with uh, what you think of the different dimensions and everything it's because we're all seeing different uh seeing different things i believe it's mm-hmm. uh you know in my body in my spiritual consciousness i will see something blue while you'll see something red you know it could it, i feel like that might happen in a 
a spiritual universe like this because maybe we're supposed to see the things we need to see or maybe I don't know I'm just blabbering here but <laughs> it's, it's just it gives it pretty anything. I like the idea that you you were it's 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 sort of tuning in and uh, like a server sort of thing because I think that yeah. like you would see you could see red and I could see blue but let's say I mean we if we both agreed to what we're going to do where we're going to go what we're going to look for then mm-hmm. I mean well, well let's talk about our experience let's talk about exactly what we did because we um, right. you know John and I have have meditated together multiple times. Yep. We've done all sorts of things actually. We're we're very we've had a lot of cool cool uh cool experiences and someday someday we'll we'll take record of them and uh tune in in the next 5 months, 6 7 months. We're going to go to the Stanley Hotel eventually. Oh. Oh <laughs> once, yes. Once That's you get back be, to uh, the states. Fun experience. Oh. So, oh, but dude yeah. Oh, we totally should. Oh, I, can't, I got some plans for that, man. I got some plans. Oh, right, you know, let's continue. Okay. All right. I mean, so, okay. So, so here's what we did. We we basically we meditated together, and for we, I think we did a few um, preliminary meditations to kind of get get going. You know, a couple hours of that, or maybe it was only thirty minute sessions. I don't remember, but it was. I feel like it added up to being a couple of hours prior to actually trying to astral project. We we meditated to 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 yes. to get us ready. Um, and then we basically agreed to, because we're used to, um, going to the, uh, what's that that fucking place? The place where people go when they're trying a lot of, if you're doing a guided meditation, it's the place that a lot of people will guide you to, to find your spirit animal. Like the place like, Oh, it's a big field and you can see mountains, you can see the ocean, all that stuff. So we basically said that we're both used to doing that, done that, you know, dozens of times. So let's imagine that same place. Imagine a bonfire, a campfire, and imagine a door. And that door will lead to uh, to to wherever we're trying to go. So initially, we we had the door go to your house, which I I've never actually been to your new house. I've only been to your old apartment. So I've never been there, so I don't know the layout. So you essentially you described the layout for me prior to us meditating. You drew it out for me, and then I can't recall what what. It, so you drew the layout, and then what did you add to it? I uh, well, I didn't add anything. I added. I, I was getting ready. I pretty much had you like make you look for like what is in this living room. Uh, what poster do you see? Do you see a desk here, kind of thing? No, and then you did the you did the the treasure chests of Zelda items. Oh, oh yes, that's right. That's what I did. I added a treasure chest, and I asked you uh, when you open the chest, what are you gonna see? And I just I just picked an item. Uh, the idea, the whole idea was is I, I'll think of an item real hard, and I'll project that in the chest for you to see. <clears throat> Yeah. I chose I think I chose the boomerang. Yep. And you thought it was a bombshell. But the thing is I, you see this is all experimental stuff because I first saw the bombshell because I thought it would be clever because no one ever remembers the bombshell. <laughs> but I was like no let's just do something make it easy. Let's yeah. say the boomerang. There was there was three choices and I think that um I got I think I got all three wrong. But yeah, you did. 
I was right for what you were previously thinking. Like you, you thought of something and then you switched it up and I got all the things you thought of right, but not the way you switched it to right. So that was, that was interesting, but it didn't really, didn't really tell us much. Could have been a coincidence. It could have been a coincidence. And I don't know what to think of it yet. We still need, like, there needs to be lots more experiments with this. Yeah. Um, but we but let's not talk about your experience, so. Well, let's talk about the experience I had with you when I went to your uh, dojo. Yeah, I thought that was a little better. So I, I, uh, I, we went to the Astro, but we did the same thing, same process. But I said, we're going to go to this place. And I said, I'm going to create like a Japanese-style dojo um, with, with uh, you know, and then you're going to walk in and it's going to be Japanese. I, I drew it out for him. And then I said, on the back wall, there's going to be a single poster and there's going to be a man kneeling with his hands gripping his belt. I want you to tell me the color of the belt. Now, you know, Franklin here has never done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's not a martial arts guy. Uh, I, I am. And so the, the poster I was thinking of is the very famous poster of Helio Gracie that you have you had never seen prior to this, right? No, no I had never seen it. Yeah, he'd never I seen it. I wouldn't watch my viewers either. And presumably, if you were thinking of like, because if you're going to think of martial arts master kneeling or whatever, you're probably going to think that they're a master. And so you would assume a black belt. Um, you didn't know that there was any red belts involved in 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 in, in uh, jujitsu. But no. he, I said, you know, tell me what color you see. What color is the belt? And first choice was red. You know, clearly he's like, and he, you were hesitant about it. You said. You know, I, I, this seems, a, I don't know, it doesn't feel right, but I'm really feeling like red. Yep, that's exactly how I said it, actually. Yeah, and uh, you know, red was exactly right. It was Helio Gracie's red belt, and so that, that was good. That was, um, at that point, we, that was pretty exhausting. We uh, yeah. called it after that. But, you know, it's good. there's only so many colors. There's only so many colors on the rainbow. So yeah. getting red is not an astonishing thing, but it was kind of cool. It was kind of neat. Um, i also like to add in, uh, what do you think about, like, let's say our hypnosis, you know, let's, our hypnosis uh, sessions we have sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Would, you, would you say past life regression is astral projection? I don't know. I'm really, really on the fence about, um, for the listeners who don't know, uh, our friend here, uh, is very experienced. We, we go way back from the time we, uh, we were in, we were in training. The land before. The land before. Yeah. And, um, gosh, I thought you were, he, I thought he was really weird when I met him, but he got into hypnosis when we were, I mean, we must've been, you know, I, I I was I was like twenty years old or something like that, and um, young young guy. So you were you were like eighteen. Um, yep. And uh, so we, but he 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 looked, got hypnosis and he started getting in hypnosis. So I was his test dummy, and after he started to get able to hypnotize me, and for years, no no, we kind of we kind of took a hiatus for a few years, but we did it for pretty much the entirety of training, uh, and then we. Got got kind of quit when we got to our first duty station, and then got back into it rather recently in the last year or so. And we've had a few, but we we've done a lot of past life regression. And okay. I'm on the fence about it because I don't know if it's um just my imagination. Because we never done, you know what people do when they do past life. A lot of people they'll they'll go and they'll say, 
I would like to know the name of the person I'm inhabiting in this past life, and then they'll go and verify later on and say, oh, look, this person actually existed, and I had no knowledge of theirs. So that's how they confirm. We didn't do that. I didn't get any names. I just had some experiences. Yeah. And I feel like it'll be, I feel like it'll be better in the future for this when we can actually easily pick a name and find them instantly. Like, you know, like let's say 100 years from now, if we do past life regression, we could easily check on Facebook if they existed. Now, if we pick a name now, we're actually like, well, I'll have to go through the records at the library or something for this person or find us a graveyard. Yeah, yeah. But I would like to say that the whole experience, though, it feels very real, as in like the emotion part. Yeah, that's why I, I, I hypnotized you as well. Forgot about that. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it goes way back. But I don't know. I don't really want to go off track with it as projection. I just want to hear your, hear your thoughts about Yeah, if I don't it's know. I think, or not. Here's the, I think a lot of this is, um, like, for example, I think that people who pray. Uh, and actually are really into it. I think they're doing a lot of the similar... You'll see a lot of the same uh, physiological effects and goals as people who are meditating. And um, hypnosis is... Like, if you're doing a guided uh, guided meditation and then you're doing a hypnosis, you won't notice any damn difference. It's basically the same thing. Being hypnotized is the same thing as a guided meditation, and a guided meditation is just somebody walking you through the steps to meditating. And meditating, I find, to be very similar to prayer. I think that a lot of these things are very, very closely tied together. So when you say, is past life regression a form of astral projection? Yeah, it could be. I don't see, you know. (laughs) It's all still experimenting, you know? Yeah. Just get out there and mess with the spirit world. Um, conjure demons and do do things. Do whatever you want. Yes. Uh, before we probably end the subject with this, uh, we'd have to play kind of devil's advocate here. So is uh, you know in the movie in Inception, uh, lucid dreaming. All right. What do you yeah. say? Astral projection? Because you know you usually do astral projection. Uh, when you're sleeping, or like you're sleeping, you're like your mind's so mind's awake, or your body's sleeping. Right, right, right. So uh, people have come out here and said, like, well, the astral projection is really real. It's just lucid dreaming. What are your thoughts about that? Um, you know, I've actually heard that, and I really wish I could remember better because I there is a whole article I've read that explains the differences, and there's a lot of differences. I mean, one difference, for example, is you're lucid when you ask to project. It's pretty universally accepted that you will have the cord going from your belly button to your body, and that's not something you see with lucid dreams. Um, no, I never see that. I mean, astral projection. Ultimately, you're not. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, you you can cre- you can change the world around you, but it's not manifest in the same way as a lucid dream. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing is lucid dreamers don't really report the idea of having an out of body experience, looking back at their physical body. There, there. I mean, there's differences like that as far as like the what actually goes down. People find it to they report pretty different things. I mean. I mean, conceptually, you could say, "Oh, yeah, these are pretty damn similar." But when you get down to the experiences themselves, I don't. There's not a lot of similarities. Yeah. Now, certainly, you could lucid dream, 
if you, let's say you're lucid dreaming and you wanted to astral project, I think you could do it because you could lucid dream yourself having a cord. You lucid dream yourself astral projecting, sure. But yep. I don't know. My brain's not that good at imagining. All right, and uh, another thing, because it's interesting, uh, remote viewing and astral projection, are they similar? Is it the same thing? Yeah, you can. Um, I think I, I believe that remote viewing is just like astral projection. Yeah, mo- most people, I think that they're two sides of the same. I think that most people accept that you can remote view while astral projecting, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I guess let's talk about what remote viewing is so our viewers know, or listeners know. Well, I'll tell um, you, it's something the CIA believes is, in, so. <laughs> yeah, remote viewing is pretty much just allowing, uh, getting your body to, just like astral projection, just consciously leave your body and go wherever you want in the world. And uh, CIA really tests this out on a, like a lot. So you can actually go on their uh, website and check the those documents out. They're really interesting. Yeah, you uh, you lie. I mean, the recent thing with the FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, all unclassified document things that have been declassified are now available to the public, and they can be censored in some ways. But go to the CIA gov website. Go to their vault and go look in. Um, Go look at their FOIA stuff, and you'll find all the weird fucking programs they've always had. I mean, they looked into basically all. They looked into mind control with LSD. Um, they looked into um, remote viewing. What was the recent thing we just that I just sent you? Oh gosh, what was it? It was something with the occult. Um, oh shit, what was it? Oh, I know what it was. It was, uh, it was like occult practices of um, like magic magic type stuff and and using oh you know it it was it was they called it magic but okay basically it was what the people who are magicians or or um or wiccans would call magic it's what new agers would just call uh, like manipulating the astral plane uh it, it basically they talked about the idea of going to the astral plane and manipulating you could manipulate things in the astral plane and um manipulate things in the physical world as well using only your consciousness and they talked about the process of this and this is a cia document now it should be said that cia's job is not necessarily to endorse that they that they 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 I, this is not a description of a, a program they had this is and um this is a description of the process but the cia is taking note of it okay and um it, oh yeah, it I was a lengthy description. That. It was a lengthy description that I would not see. Generally speaking, you would think that it, they would they would summarize it more sh- in, a, in a shorter way if there was really nothing to it as well. And that's kind of my thought. I don't know how CIA intelligence gathering generally goes, and that's part of it. Was part of like a thousand page document that I've only read a couple pages of. So um, take it with a grain of salt. Look for it yourself. But yeah, they they have they they definitely did the remote viewing shit, and they definitely at least have in their documentation descriptions of occult astral projection type stuff. Yeah. I what they called it. Got a specific name. Doesn't matter. CIA is sketchy. Yeah, they are. So. Wow. Do you have anything else to say, uh, add to our astral projection for now? We'll have to like, go for a whole episode to talk about this because this is, gonna, this is a pretty... Uh, big ball to throw. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I have I have nothing else. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. 
I had nothing else to add to until we really talked about remote viewing in general. Okay. Um, well, in that case, you know, we uh, we thank you for tuning in, uh, and uh, we'll 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 uh, we'll talk to you next time at Constellation yeah. Truth. Please email us or tweet tweet us at Constellation Truth. Yeah, constellationtruth at gmail.com at constellationtr on Twitter. Um, We appreciate all the extra followers. I don't know why you've been following us because we haven't put out any new content in several months, but thank you for, you know, following us. See ya.